So here's the deal. Like, um, what, what I want to do, I just had a few minutes left, but here's what I want to do. Um, because it's Mother's Day, you got to do a Mother's Day sermon. And uh, Bob, Bob and I were talking this week, and uh, he, had, he had drew my attention to something. It was a message that some guy wrote many, many years ago. Um, about James and John's mom. You guys remember the Sons of Thunder? Their mom. If, you've, if you're a Bible scholar, you remember she went to Jesus and asked some pretty bold things. Right? And a lot of people look at that story and bring kind of like a what not to do kind of message. Don't go to Jesus asking for the world. kind of. And this preacher had, had really kind of turned that message on its ear. And so I want to just look at the mother of James and John, uh, her, she was Zebedee, uh, Mrs. Zebedee, Mama Z, whatever you want to call her, um, J&J's mom, we're going to call her probably a bunch of different things, we don't know her first name, but it's the mother of James and John, and you can find that story in Matthew chapter 20. Um, if you're, sorry, Don, if you're looking for the U version, we didn't do a U version live event today, cause it's kind of all crazy, but uh, Matthew chapter 20, there's a Bible near you somewhere. We're going to kind of look at this story from a different perspective because, like I said before, many people look at this story from a, from a negative perspective. And I want to kind of turn that on its ear and, and look at it from, man, we ought to be like this woman. That There's something about this woman, this mom, that really kind of blows things out of proportion in a really good way. So you can find that in Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Through 23, and we're going to look at this this love that this mom has for her kids. And I know that I know that 99% of the moms here love their kids with an undying, unwavering love. I know maybe some of you maybe had a, a bad experience with a mom, but the majority will relate to this. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Let's see, man, I got a lot of different stuff going on here. It's up on the screen as well. It says, then the mother of James and John. Now remember, James and John, they're, they're Jesus' homies. They're in the inner circle. Peter, James, and John, they're the, the closest three people to Jesus. When he goes places, he takes his twelve, but then when he goes to special places, he takes the three. They're part of the three. They're like the in crowd, okay? They get, they get to know all of the things. They, they get to experience all of the things, even things that the other guys didn't. So then the mother of James and John, remember the sons of thunder, these guys are kind of wild, calling down lightning from heaven on people that don't believe. Like, they're kind of crazy, okay? Their mama. So I, I think I know where they get it from. Their mama, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. So she's bringing her sons. She's bringing her sons to Jesus. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. Verse 21. What is your request? He asked. Jesus asked. So she goes to Jesus. He asked, so what you want, woman? Right? What do you want? And she says, in your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you. One on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answered them by saying, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? So, Mama Z goes to Jesus and says, let my boys sit on your right and left. And he's like, girl, you don't even know what you're asking. 
Like that is big. That is that's that's like even too big for me. We're gonna look at this woman and her just the like the guts that she like she wanted the best for her kids. So look at what it says. So he asked, Are you about you able to drink the cup of suffering? Because they didn't know what was coming for Jesus and we realized later, you know, Monday night quarterbacking the situation that they did suffer like Jesus. And it says they say, Oh yeah, we are ready. We're able. Man, you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. And Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My Father has prepared those places for the ones He has chosen. And this, if you look at the next verse, you see that, man, the disciples, they get upset. They're like, how dare those two! Right? Just look at verse 24. It says, when the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. It's like, how dare you? How, who, what makes you, what makes you think you're better than us? Mama Z thought they were better than everyone else, right? Because mamas always love their kids more than they love you, right? Mama's gonna love their kids better than anyone in the world. Mama's gonna think their kids are better than anyone. So of course, Mama Z here is going to go to Jesus and say, let my boys sit on your right and left. I mean, you got to, it's kind of like prideful, it's arrogant, but it's also like what a mom does, isn't it? Like you got to think about the guts that she has to go to Jesus and go to bat for her kids in front of Jesus saying, let my boys lead, let my boys rule. Because she believed in them. And We're going to look at some of those things here and just just like think about this moms want the best for their kids don't they want the best schools be on the best sports teams the best clothes but you know they moms want the best for their kids and mama z wanted the best because she wanted them to rule right she wanted them to rule sit next to jesus right and left and he's like listen you don't even know what you're talking about woman. I can't even do that. It's not even in my power. I can't make that happen. It's not my decision. That's the Father's decision. But I want for us to quickly look, and I say quickly because I know we're almost out of time. There are three priorities that Mama Z had that I think all of us here, especially the moms, but all of us here can identify with. And they're good for all of us to think about. And the first one is that she prayed that her kids would be part of the kingdom. She went to Jesus directly. We can't go to Jesus directly in person. We can go to Jesus directly in prayer. But she prayed that her sons might be part of His kingdom. There is no more important prayer than a mom or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or whoever you are. There is not a more important prayer that you can pray that your kids will be saved. It's the most important prayer that you can pray. That your kids will know Jesus in relationship. Pray for salvation for your kids. That's when she's going to Jesus. She says, I want my kids to be part of your kingdom. I want them to be saved. There's not a more important prayer. Many moms pray. Some moms pray out of joy, like they've experienced this awesome joy. And other moms pray out of pain, right? Other moms are praying, God, help me! Right? Help me with these crazy kids. Help me. They pray for rescue. Moms pray. Some moms are praying in just like, Oh, like Sally and I the other day were talking and she's like praising God because what's happening in her daughter's life right now. 
Other moms are praying, oh, help me, I got a prodigal, I got this, I got that, my kids are going crazy, I need this, I need that, you know, right? People are laughing because you know, moms are on both, all parents are on both sides of the spectrum, but moms pray, okay? They do pray, they pray for safety, they pray for the future, they pray for sleep. How many of you moms are praying for some sleep right now, right? So, yeah, moms pray. Your kids can make you proud, so proud that you want to put it on Facebook, you want to put it on social media all over the place, and they can make you cry, right? They can break your heart. There's a woman, a mother of three was asked, if you could do it all over again, would you have kids again? She said, yeah, but not these ones, <laughs> right? This is, this is how it is. Parenting is like that sometimes. Being a parent's hard. Being a mom is hard. I mean, I don't know, but I've seen it happen. Seen it happen on many different occasions from my house growing up and the house that I live in now with my mom. Mama Z gives a great example for us. Pray for your kids. You need to pray for their salvation. What good is it to pray for their careers and their job choices and whether they're doing right and wrong and all of those other things and making a lot of money and finding a good spouse? What good is any of that if you don't have Jesus? So pray for salvation for your kids. Number two is she prayed that her sons would be kingdom influencers. Not just a prayer of salvation, but that these boys would have influence in the kingdom. You ought to be praying that same prayer for your kids. Whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a husband or a wife, whether you're a dad or a mom, you ought to be praying that your kids would be kingdom influencers, that they would affect the kingdom of God. And not in a bad way, but in a good way, right? Pray for them. She just doesn't pray for salvation, but she prays that these boys would have influence. Now, I've been in ministry, I'm just trying to think, I don't know, 15, 16 years, whatever it is. I've been in ministry long enough to know that the best way to assure that your kids are going to have the best rate of success in being a kingdom influencer is by modeling that for them. Okay? So not just praying that they would be a kingdom influencer, but modeling what kingdom influence looks like for them. That means praying for them, telling them that you're praying for them, showing them that you're praying for them, praying alongside them, and then bringing them along in the process of being a kingdom influencer yourself. For Lori and I, we prayed before we had Taylor, before we had our first, we prayed all the time, every night when we'd go to bed, that God would create something in Lori, this this baby, whatever it was, we didn't know it was boy or girl, that this child would be a kingdom influencer. And we just didn't stop after she was born. She had been at all of these different events. She's a kingdom influencer in her school. She's a kingdom influencer here at Ecclesia. My son, on the other hand, he's... No, I'm kidding, but... I'm kidding. We prayed for both of them. But we've brought them along in the ministry. We've shown them what life is like in kingdom influencing purposes. So as they were babies, they were going on mission trips. As they were babies, they were seeing, as they were young, they were seeing what, that the world isn't all roses and that they're in, they're involved in the things that we do. Like we're trying to model for them what kingdom influence looks like. That's, an important role as a mom. It's an important role as a parent. And then lastly, 
She had big expectations. Mama Z had some big expectations for these kids. Okay? She believed in them. I mean, she's asking Jesus, can my boys be on your right and left? Now, that is bold. Okay? She didn't actually even realize, and Jesus said, you don't even realize what you're asking, woman. But it was bold. She had big expectations. She wanted the best for her kids, and she believed that they could do it. She had full faith that these boys, these men, could lead with Jesus in the kingdom of God. Have big, bold expectations for your kids. And let them know them. Let them know them. Let them know what those expectations are. Remind them daily, if necessary, what those big expectations are. I mean, you've got to... You gotta give props to Mama Z for going to bat for her kids, even if it was like outlandish. She believed in them. And that's something that all of us here, all of us, can believe in the people around us. We can be like Barnabas, who was the son of what? Remember? Encouragement, right? Barnabas was the son of encouragement. He was the one that encouraged people. He believed in people. He brought them along. We can be like that to the people around us. Not just moms, because yes, moms are always going to encourage their kids. They're always going to believe in their kids. But we can be like that to the people around us at work, at school, in our homes. We ought to have big expectations for the people around us. I love moms because their love, I think, is really most probably on earth the closest to God's love, if you ask me. Because they had to endure physical pain in order to establish that relationship. Constant sacrifice. Daily sacrifice on the child's behalf. Unconditional, unwavering love that never ends. Moms display the type of love that God has and they give it to us day in and day out, with little thanks, except on Mother's Day. Right? You get some flowers on Mother's Day. She's like, where have these been all week? Like, right? You know, like, yeah, okay, Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Like, we ought to be, we ought to treat our mamas and the women around, listen, and the women around us. Like I said before, this, this church has so many awesome, God-honoring Women who are not your mom, but are still mothering you. Because they're encouraging you. Some of them are cooking you breakfast every Sunday, right? Like, that's what mamas do. They cook pancakes, right? Well, not all. My, we didn't cook pancakes. We microwave pancakes in my house. But, you know, like, we, we did, we got moms all over the place that are mothering you. And so I wanted for today for us to really honor them.